0: It's b
1: and Beamer, News Radio 930 WBEN. And thanks for being with me, BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Just me again today. Now you might remember yesterday I said Joe would be back today. He is back, just not with me. (laughs) It's not on this show. You'll hear from him uh, a little bit later on. If you keep it locked here to WBEN. So uh, he'll he'll be back tomorrow. Let's not make a liar out of me two days in a row. We'll hope. Uh, back tomorrow here on uh, WBEN. But I uh, hope everyone's having a good day out there. Starting off pretty nicely. Uh, got the sun shining. And it uh, feels like fall. You know, feeling like that new season when you walk out the door. The good news is I'm not freezing. At least not right now. We'll, uh, we'll see how that changes. Um, but, you know, I wanted to uh, talk about something today because this was out in the Buffalo news. And this is not, uh, you know, new news, but there's a kind of a roundup of statistics when it comes to the traffic accidents on Niagara Falls Boulevard. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, by the 290 all the way... By uh, the 190 down in Niagara Falls area, or all the way over in Amherst, Niagara Falls Boulevard, uh, categorized by the Buffalo News as the most deadly road in western New York. Now, this probably doesn't come as a surprise to anybody living in the area because we've been talking about this for uh, basically the last 10 years. Of all the pedestrian accidents, eight people have died in traffic accidents on Niagara Falls Boulevard from 2010 to 2019. And you have the, all those pedestrian access. I mean, it resulted in, and if you've driven down the boulevard in the past couple of years, you've known the, uh, you know, tons of construction that's gone on in the years since to whether it's, you know, add some light posts, add some new crosswalks, something else like that, increase visibility in the area, because most of these are pedestrian or bicycle accidents on Niagara Falls Boulevard that have happened. So, you know, there's this long piece that kind of looks at Niagara Falls Boulevard as uh, one of the deadliest stretches. And for a while, I thought it was one of maybe the worst roads to drive on in West But I'm not 100% sure on that. And that's kind of what I I was hoping to get you uh, to weigh in on this morning, because maybe you're fresh off the roads. Maybe you haven't driven on a road in the last year or maybe you're there right now and you want to uh, call and let me know what's happening where you are and what maybe the worst roads or the worst times are in western New York. Because I don't look at Niagara Falls Boulevard as being the worst anymore. Now, certainly by the 290 at certain parts of the day, when you get into that area, it can be pretty bad. Uh, But aside from that... You know, I would say the stretch from Maple, Brighton to, you know, maybe where the Home Depot is, you you know, that stretch of the boulevard in peak rush hour times, whether it's in the morning or I think more likely because people are out not only getting to and from work but also maybe out shopping and you know all the places that are around there there's the target there the lowes the home depot the you know all these different businesses in that stretch of the 290 that gets a little congested but generally speaking i don't think it's all that bad the traffic uh, there i used to think it was the worst because i would drive it all the time <laughs> maybe it's because i'm not on it as much anymore but it doesn't really make my list of what's the worst place to drive in Western New York, you know what's the place that you absolutely avoid because you can't stand traveling on it? And I don't know if the Boulevard really uh, is up to that for me. I I don't really have a problem, and I I don't generally avoid the Boulevard if I don't have to. I'll tell you a few of mine. I, I do avoid Main Street in Williamsville. I do at all costs avoid the 198. I try not to be on um, the uh, 90 interchange by the Blue Water Tower at any point when there might be traffic on it. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but that's one of the areas where I absolutely try to avoid. And lately, my least favorite has been, and this is because it's so close to me and I have to be on it. You know, in some cases, there's not really an avoiding it. The construction that's been ongoing on Twin Cities Highway uh, up in North Tonawanda, you know, obviously, the con- I'll never complain about construction because I'd rather have people make repairs than have a bridge collapse. But it is just a little annoying, even with nobody on it, to, you know, okay, remember, get in this lane, you have to slow down. It's uh, this, you know, part if there's more cars on the road, it's like who knows about the upcoming lane shift who is only seeing this for the first time. And you always have the mix of both on the roads. It just makes for kind of a, you know, uh, just a complicated pain that I don't necessarily always want to go through. Uh, Jerry in Amherst. We'll start in Amherst. We'll start by the boulevard. Jerry, you're on WBEM. What's on your mind?
2: Um, I've I grabbed the boulevard a lot, and what I see all the time is people are crossing the boulevard and they'll never they, they can be 10 feet from the crosswalk, but they won't walk to that crosswalk for the light. They'll, they'll cross it in the middle. And I think that's how a lot of these people are getting
1: hit. That's a lot of it. I, I would say that uh, a lot of these, we haven't heard, I mean, we heard about this a lot before. Jerry, um, and a lot of the times it would happen at dusk or when the sun wasn't quite up yet early in the morning. People are commuting. I know there was one involving a bus um, and it was when it was very dimly lit and there was some of that, you know, crossing not in the crosswalk going on. The thing I don't get with that, Jerry, is I'll, you know, hand up. If you're out there and listening, I've crossed the street not in a crosswalk before. But I've never crossed Niagara Falls Boulevard, five-plus lanes of traffic, depending on where you cross, not in a crosswalk before, right? Exactly. Do you think that the uh, changes they've made have made it a little bit better, though, over the past couple years?
2: Yeah, definitely. But I, you know, I still see it. You know, it's like I just shake my head at. I'm like... Come on, you're you you know you got a few steps to go to that corner.
1: Yeah. And knowing the history there, there uh, Jerry, thanks so much for the call. Knowing the history there, you would think more people would take advantage of the crosswalk. Right. It's one thing to, you know, cross a street, not in a crosswalk. I mean as we've said, we've all kind of done it before. Um and, and depending on where you are, you know, it either doesn't matter or it could be a little bit risky, but you've all kind of done it before. But knowing the history, especially the recent history of that street, and then knowing that you're crossing uh, five or six lanes, (laughs) not in a crosswalk, and and the cars are going down there fast. You're going down the boulevard, you know, like 50 miles an hour. I know they lowered the speed limit in parts of that, but cars are still going if there's not a traffic jam 40, 50 miles an hour. I mean, it's different crossing the boulevard than it is crossing Main Street in Williamsville, right? Because, you know, Main Street and Williamsville, you're crossing it at times and the traffic isn't moving at all. You might uh, cross Main Street and Williamsville in the middle of the street. Not that you should. And they put a brand new signal there, right, that Hawk signal. Which, by the way, those signals, there's one on Sheridan. There's one on Main Street and Williamsville. There's another one that I'm thinking of that I I just cannot quite place of uh, where I'm thinking of that. But those things, I am surprised at how quickly – People took to those signals and kind of, and generally speaking, you know, it's not 100%. Generally speaking, people know what to do when they hit the signal on uh, whether it's Sheridan or whether it's uh, Main Street in Williamsville. Because when I first saw that, my initial thinking was nobody's going to get this. Nobody's going to get this, judging from how everyone drives and what I see on a daily basis, and this whole thing's going to be a mess. I think they've worked out pretty well. But, you know, especially since you have that there, you shouldn't be crossing in the middle of the road. But I'd feel much more comfortable doing it across four lanes in Williamsville than I ever would around the boulevard. But where do you uh, like to drive? Where can you absolutely not stand and avoid at all points possible? 803-0930. You can let us know on our Volkswagen and Orchard Park text board throughout the morning. You can give me a call. Uh, especially if you uh, just had to drive through one of those areas where you don't like all that much. Uh, somebody chiming in, of course, Blue Water Tower 290. I mean, that is, the, even with the changes that they made, here's the one thing that if you know that area, right, and you're you're driving along and you're about to hop on to the 90 and you're going in the area from, Uh, You know, Amherst toward the Galleria Mall, and you know that they edited the off-ramps for the 33 to kind of let traffic move a little smoothly. I mean, if you know it and you drive it, you should be aware, right, that the far right lane will take you right to the 33 going to Buffalo, It can be a little confusing that they didn't extend that to also be able to take the 33 going right to the airport. But we've had a few years now where I think we all kind of should get the point. But still, you see people crisscrossing, and they're not in the right spot. And sometimes people have to get all the way over to get on the 33 to go into Buffalo. And you have people in that lane who at the last minute realize, oh, this isn't the right 33 that I'm supposed to be on. I have to go all the way down the road here just a little bit. It's still not set up for, you know, the perfect flow of traffic. And I don't know if there's any way of changing that to to make it work any better. Uh, Let's head over to Amherst. Uh, Is it Sulu? Yes. Hey, you're on WBEN. How's it going this morning?
3: Uh, Good, good. All I want to make a comment that uh, my grandkids uh, go to Christ the King and there is a small wood school and a lot of times... The cars do go through the red lights, and there is a guard, but when the guard is gone and the after-school activity takes place, I'm kind of worried that the grandkid has to cross the street. Uh, You know, there is a light there, but it gets ignored sometimes, and I wish there was something they could do, put a camera or maybe... Have a, you know, camera would do it or police from time to time.
1: Um, You know, Sulu, I appreciate the call. It brings up something good. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know if we want to go the camera route after what we saw in the city of Buffalo, right? Do we want to start that in other communities? Uh, But, you know, something generally does need to be done. I will say there are differences in school zones depending on where you are. I'll use two Catholic schools in the North Towns as an example. And, you know, you I, I will uh, hand up, admit, I might be completely in the wrong on this, okay? And you can tell me what a jerk I am. But if I'm on Niagara Falls Boulevard and I'm passing St. Christopher on the Boulevard, the school, and there is a school zone and the speed limit is lowered a bit, I'm less careful there. Then, if I'm on Eggert, or is it Brighton? No, no, it's Eggert. If I'm on Eggert and I pass St. Amelia's, right in the town of Tonawanda, where there the speed limit drops all the way to 20, and I like to think I'm very, you know, I, I follow that as close as to a T. Sometimes, you know, you go a little faster than 20 if you're not staring at your speedometer because 20 is very slow but i try to follow that to a t because there is a little bit of a difference between the school on niagara falls boulevard where i never see anybody crossing the road as far as students and that school that's more in a residential community that i see all the time kids and little kids walking around the school you know walking on the sidewalk taking trips and maybe crossing the street maybe not but i feel like that's like a common-sense thing that, okay, now is the point to slow it down just a little bit. now Because there there is a school zone with kids walking around. And, and I think you can make that distinction. A- am I wrong in saying that? There are two different types of school zones that you can go to. Uh, somebody mentioned Delaware Avenue in the village of Kenmore is one of the areas they avoid. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I... I would say I I probably avoid that too. I I don't I subconsciously avoid it. I don't really think of it, but if I'm going, I will try and go down. Um, where am I? Uh, where am I turning? I'll try and go down Delaware Road as long as possible before getting to Delaware Avenue if I have to travel in that area to avoid some of that because that is. That is one of the areas where you mentioned pedestrians and crossing and where it's dangerous. I feel like that is one of the worst areas for it in all of Western New York. Delaware Avenue in the village of Kenmore because you have people crisscrossing all the time all over the road. It's, It's one as a pedestrian where when you cross, you don't feel like you're that much in danger because it's, a short road, right? It's not that far of a distance to cross from one side of the street to the other, but still you have cars because it is Delaware Avenue. You have cars there that want to go pretty fast. So I could see that one being not just an area you'd want to avoid because of the traffic. And, you know, I, I'm, I get a little claustrophobic on the roads. I like a wide open space more than I like a bunch of things on either side of me, but also one, because eh, that I could see that one being uh, one of the more dangerous ones to the point where you'd be surprised that the boulevard sees more pedestrian accidents than what's right there. Let's head over to Tanawanda. Barry, you're on WBEM. What's going on?
4: Yeah, Brian. Uh, hey, I have to disagree with you on the hawk light on uh, Main Street. Uh, I would never use that as a pedestrian to cross. I have seen way too many cars just blow right through them, flashing reds. It's like they don't even know what a flashing red is. I would walk over to one of the corners and cross there using the actual signal.
1: And now I'm trying to think of, I've used the one on Sheridan before. That's the one I'd feel more nervous about, right? Cause you're going down Sheridan drive at at least 45 miles an hour in that. I mean, it's three lanes in each direction.
4: Yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I go down Sheridan drive an awful lot and use that Hawk light and, you know, I'm always following the rules. And, but then again, when I've, that at the uh, flashing reds on sheridan watching pedestrians or bicyclists stay on the side while it's flashing red just waiting for it to be solid red because they don't trust it so i get where you're going because you're crossing six lanes but you know the hawk lights are there for a reason and the thing is it's just drivers still don't know how to treat them correctly
5: yeah
4: it's just like uh, school bus signs you know with the flashing reds not many people know that when you're when a bus when a school bus is on one side of Sheridan Drive and there's that median, all the cars are supposed to stop on the other side also, regardless of the median or not. But most people don't know that.
1: I you know I see where you're coming from, Barry. I would say that the majority of people do understand, but there's enough out there that don't to make it dangerous. And Barry, thanks for the call. Uh, with the hawk lights, I I think my I'm I'm surprised that if the number is say 75% of people know what to do at one of those Hawk signals, like on Sheridan or on main street in Williamsville, I'm surprised that number is that high. I'm surprised. I would have thought the number would have been like 20% of people know what to do. Uh, Hawk light on Kenmore Avenue. So that's probably the other one I'm uh, thinking of. Thanks to the person who texted in right there with that, uh, you know, just to give us a thing. I'll, I'll, uh before we take a break, I'm, you know, speaking of pedestrians crossing the road, and feel free to weigh in eight hundred three oh nine thirty. What's your least favorite place to drive? Whether it's because it's dangerous with pedestrians, or just the traffic is unbearable, or maybe you don't like the road itself, right? Main Street by the medical campus. Anybody? Uh, Niagara Street before they repave most of it. The I I will always remember this because it's one of the. I mean, it's one of the funniest. It's the stupidest. Sometimes people are so stupid, all you can do is laugh at them. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in Niagara Square. uh, Waiting in the middle in Niagara Square, crossing toward City Hall. If you can picture that downtown. And there's a crosswalk there. There's a traffic light. And there's a crossing signal. And I am watching this guy take his wife or girlfriend or whoever along with him crossing while the traffic light is green and all these cars are coming over and he is shouting i have the right of way i have pedestrian i have the right of way i have the right of way well there is literally one of those red hands flashing at him they, he's staring right at and if you've ever crossed the street at that particular part at uh, Niagara Square, that is by far the loudest crosswalk where, you know, it goes, wait, wait, wait. I, that is the loudest one you'll ever hear. So you have the giant thing, wait, wait, big flashing red hand, and this idiot crossing the road saying, I have the right of way. I'm, I'm looking at it. you. Literally, There's five signs. There's five different signals telling you you don't. <laughs> you're still doing any and you know what's gonna happen to the guy nothing uh but uh, stuff like that you see and you wonder why uh you know this doesn't happen more often but weigh in your uh, least favorite places in western new york 803 0930 as and beamer here on W B E M. no joe beamer just me today thanks for being with me on wben I'm talking about uh number of things here including the worst places to drive in western new york we've been through a few already does anybody know i'm eating these baby carrots do they grow baby carrots or are they like taken from big carrots they probably grow them right i'm just thinking that's kind of see i almost exclusively eat baby carrots i don't know where they come from it's not great Anyways, uh, worst places to drive in western New York. Let's go uh, over to Cheektowaga. Dell is with us on WBEN. Dale, thanks for hanging on. What's going on?
5: Uh, yes. Um, I want to talk about an accident I had. This happened in 2016 by William and Union. Now, uh, crossing was fine, but coming out of the store, coming home, crossing, the signal was in my favor. A guy came off of William onto Union. And then he was going pretty fast, about 35 miles per hour. And then I thought I bought it then because it seemed like slow motion. But uh, luckily, I was able to bounce off the car hood onto the side of the road. And at the time, I thought the guy took off. But he backed up. He's a young guy. And he ran over my feet. And uh, there was witnesses in the parking lot. And then the woman goes, oh, my God, because, you know, she heard the loud thump. But the husband was saying, oh, kid, don't worry about it. He only fell back. And I said, look, if the signal was in my favor, that's one. Number two, since the signal was in my favor, he's got to yield his right away to the pedestrian. So anyways, I didn't, you know, get the police. I didn't go to the hospital like I should have because a lot of people tell me that that was a really stupid uh, mistake. And, uh, you know... I didn't do nothing of that nature,
1: but uh, well, hey Dale, I hope you're okay and uh, hope everything works out. Uh, sorry to hear about the accident. It's another one of those kind of dangerous places if you're crossing. I, you know, that's we're talking mostly about driving, but also you know from a pedestrian standpoint. Um, you know, it's I wouldn't want to cross either William or Union in that area. Uh, I I did. The November storm, I crossed that by foot. I had to. I was trekking around that area. Uh, There's no beer in either of the gas stations or Dave's. Um, but no, that's the only time I've been there. That's kind of a, I mean, that's a pretty wide, large intersection. You don't really want to be around. I, two more I was thinking about that I hate driving on the 290 in Tonawanda, right? I mean, basically anywhere from before the 190 and the Grand Island Bridge to, you know, let's say Sheridan Drive, the worst. Because that's an area you think, that should be 65. And everyone drives 65. And it's the biggest speed trap in probably all of New York State. Um, second to only, the other place I cannot stand driving down is Robinson in North Tonawanda. Once you get past the boulevard, from the boulevard over that bridge... All the way to about Twin Cities Highway. That's the part where uh, you are driving one mile under the speed limit the entire time, just because you know. I, they're, they're everywhere. It's out to get, and it's one of those, it's a full straightaway. It's residential, but you feel like, you, I mean, you want to go from one place to the other. Most of the traffic does, and you feel like you should just be able to zip down. And you're uh, really not able to. George in Amherst, you're on WBEN.
2: Yeah, you're uh, uh, talking about bad areas. It's uh, Bailey and Emerson. Uh, There's a five-way stop. And there's got to be three wrecks a day in that place.
1: I'm trying to picture Bailey and Emerson. This is... Amherst, um, right by Wegmans in Alberta. Okay. Now I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's a confusing one because now, uh, George, I, I am sure you noticed the same thing. You go to a four way stop and it's like people just forget that they knew anything about how to drive in the first place. Right? I mean, if there's two cars at a four way stop, I'm always looking at the other one, like, what are you doing? Now, you add another stop sign into the mix. It's like you're asking for trouble.
2: Well, you got to look over your right shoulder. If you're heading east, coming through the back, I believe that is, uh, I, I can't think of a name in a street. But you're coming up to Emerson, because Emerson, the way it curves off, it's just, a, it, I mean, like, where you stop, you're 60 feet from the center of Bailey. So you start to take off to go through the stop after you stop, and you have people stop, and you don't know. Next thing you know, there's two cars going through the stop. One stops, and the other one fouls them right mm-hmm. away.
1: I hate that move. Oh,
2: I wrecked a car in there.
1: Uh, well, I, I feel for you there, George, I uh, and thank you for the call. That's one That's one that you wouldn't normally think of, right, because it's not uh, – it is a high-traffic intersection. And if you don't know what we're saying, the uh, Alberta Drive Wegmans, it's right by there uh, behind the Ashley Furniture next to that new uh, apartment or senior living complex that was just built. And you go down Bailey or you go down Emerson or you go down one of these roads and you're at this, like, four-way stop. It's, you know, kind of in between Maple and sheridan and it's where a lot of people go and uh, yeah there is a lot of confusion because uh, at times especially uh, this is actually even though it's a little residential intersection you can go there at five or you know one of the rush hour times and there's going to be a lot of people there because you have people coming and going from the wegmans to the bjs to you know gas or, or doing whatever And then also going home or maybe coming from the school around. You have school buses that you have to watch out for because Sweet Home Middle is right around the corner. And that can get pretty busy. And you have times where you have five cars all at this intersection at the same time. And like I said, you you put two cars at a four-way stop. And half the time, uh, nobody there knows what they're doing. You put five cars on a five-way intersection with an all-way stop sign. Yeah, I, I'm not saying you're asking for trouble, but it's no surprise that when you go there, people are always. And what's your goal? What's your go-to move for that? I I was. My wife uh, goes by this. I do too. Don't play the wave game. That's the number one. Right. Someone waves me on. All right. I'm going. I'm I'm just going. And I don't. I I do sometimes, but I'd, I'm not really a waver myself. I'm not waving anybody on typically. If there's hesitation on your part and I kind of am looking at you and understanding that you don't know what's going on, I'm just going. I, I want out of that situation. <laughs> I want away from you. I want away from any other car in, uh, in that area. Uh, Frank, do you have an answer for me on the carrots?
5: Yeah, I'm here to help you, man. The baby carrot thing is just a different time when you harvest them. It's kind of like that uh, soda pop, Sprite. They use limons. They start off at, as as a green uh, lime, and then they get to limon, and then they turn yellow and sour, and they're lemons. So no. just a different time of harvesting.
1: I, wait, I don't believe you on this. That so Sprite, you're telling me is not lemon and lime. It's like a mixture of the two.
5: It's just the maturity stage of the fruit. It starts off as a lime limon, and then lemon
1: i never knew that wow help it frank appreciate the call thanks so much um I, do you you ever know that about sprite i always assumed if you're a lemon lime pop or flavored anything you're lemon and lime and you mix them together like what i do with the skittles in my mouth it's how you create lemon lime but no it's a maturity i know i'm gonna take you at your word for it frank thanks for the update and uh the maturity of the carrots baby carrots with immature carrots they should name them immature carrots to take away some of the confusion. I like that. Frank, thanks. Uh, let's go to our text board, 803 Somebody chiming in on East Robinson saying that's where they live. They say the unmarked police car sits out in front of my house under the shade of a tree waiting to pick speeders off. I, uh, you know, and listen, I feel for the people who live on the street, and it's it's. I avoid it now. Anytime I'm going, I will take Sweeney Street instead. And just, I don't like driving on it because I know I have to go the speed limit. I know there's a very good reason for the speed limit because it's all residential, right? It's all houses, but it's just not a, I mean, you know what I'm, it's the problem with the 198. It's, it doesn't feel like I should be going that speed. The way the road is, I mean, it's a straight shot. I'm generally i'm probably coming from one higher speed road in the boulevard or twin cities and going to the other and or maybe you're turning on from a smaller residential and it just feels like you should be going faster even though you shouldn't so i get it that's why i avoid it because i know it's just it's one of these things where all right i i will go 30 i will follow the speed limit here it's the entire time you do it Right? It's like driving on the 198. You're just like, oh, I am going so slow. This is the worst feeling. I just cannot do this anymore. I, I can't stand it. So that's why I avoid it. And also knowing that it's uh, – I've, I've known that my entire life. That's one of the worst speed trap areas I in all of western New York. That, the 290 in the Tonawanda area. Those have to be the worst zones for speed traps where you should be going faster than what the speed limit says, and you can't, and there's a cop car waiting there that knows that you have that itch on your foot trying to accelerate a little bit more, waiting to pick you off because they know exactly what's going to happen, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely feel that way. Let's head over to D. Uh, D, you're in Buffalo. Uh, what's going on, Niagara Falls Boulevard? Do you think that's the worst?
3: Well, I don't know if it's if it's the worst, but I've lived in the area for 30 years, and I can just tell you what I what I observed. The speed limit was 45 miles an hour, and it was lowered to 40. It wasn't enforced at 45. It's not being enforced at 40. Cars use it like a speedway. They'll be going 60, 65. The drivers are now using the middle turning lane as a fifth lane so they can beat the signal. Um, and I'm talking, really talking between Alcott Creek and the 290. Uh, pedestrians do not use the crosswalks. Some of them do, but they're still not using the crosswalks. And um, they run; drivers run the red lights all the time. So you have to be very careful if you're coming out of, say, Willow Ridge or near uh, Ted's. You have to be so careful when you're making when you're when the light changes to proceed, because you have to wait to see who's going to run the mm-hmm.
1: lights. No, I I see, and Willow Ridge. That's where. You know, we talked about 10 uh, fatalities, and those are just the fatal accidents uh, where there's pedestrians in that span of 10 years. That's not even counting all of the accidents that happened there, but a lot of them, a good portion of them, happened right at that intersection at Willowridge.
3: Willowridge, Willow Ridge, and the other one is near the car dealership um, before Ted's. There's a signal there, and it's not synchronized with the Willow Ridge signal so people will run that signal so that they can get through the Willow Ridge signal. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. You have, to use, you have to be cautious all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, Dee, thanks for the call. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are in the same boat. I know. And, you know, it's we talked about sometimes it's dark. They added a, a lot of lighting. I think, Jimmy, you were nodding your head. You were telling me it's tough to – your head is spinning when you walk out of uh, – right on the boulevard in Willow Ridge. You walk out of Pandora's Box – and you're just you're so enthralled by everything that was in. You walk into the street. Right. And that's you, your head spinning. And that's where the problems start really happening is that's at least that's what Jimmy tells me. I wouldn't know uh, anything about that. But <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the worst. One. I, any uh, any of those streets where you're dealing with such a uh, huge span uh, and then you have people trying to cross. It's going to be an issue. Somebody chiming in on the text board that uh, they're a crossing guard. Okay. And I can tell you that people don't understand who has the right of way. And even if they don't, people standing in the crosswalk are human. Now, that's one that, you know, I I get where you're going and where you're coming from. But sometimes, and I will admit to having this attitude, that's not a good attitude from the pedestrian point of view. So, you know, the first part of your, uh, your text in here is that we, we, you know, we don't understand the right of way. I remember that very clearly from my, like, road exam to get your learner's permit because I, I just feel like there are some parts of information you know, 90% of what I learned in school was in one ear and out the other as soon as the test was passed. But I, I do, you know, I tend to recognize there are points of information where I'm like, I think I'm going to use this in my life. And who has the right of way at certain places? I That is one I retained. I said, you know, it's going to be smart to actually know this. It's paid off so far, I can tell you that. Most people have not... They haven't seen the light. They have not, uh, you know, really followed that and retained that information. Uh, but the second part of your point, you have to remember, even if the pedestrian doesn't have the right of way, they're a human being. You are a car. You have to – I will admit to having that very same mentality as a pedestrian. That's the wrong way to look at things. You know, I've crossed a street before knowing that I shouldn't have crossed it and even seeing that a car was coming. And I kind you you t- will have this idea in your head that – well, you know they—they they see me. They're—they're they're not gonna hit me. I'm, you know, I'm walking through the crosswalk here. I'll just be quick. I'm not gonna slow them down that much. And that's not the way to do things. Even though that is the way that it's very easy to slip into that mentality, and kind of have that. I more and more I think you have to be aware that, and eh, no, they're not looking at you. They're looking at the phone. They're looking at the humongous. They're looking at the thirty-two inch TV. That everyone puts in the dash now of a car, which I I don't know how this has become, that's almost advertised as an enhanced safety feature. It's literally a TV right in the middle of your center console that everyone's putting in the cars now. Everyone's fiddling around with that, so you do have to be a little bit more aware that eh, people are not quite paying attention the way that they used to be, right? Right. Not quite happening in that same way uh, all across, you know, whether it's just an intersection on a resident. I would say especially on a residential road where the traffic moves a little bit slower, that might be more dangerous. People are letting their guard down just a little bit more. You're bringing up some good points. I, uh, you know, if you want to focus in the city of Buffalo, I always try to avoid Niagara Street. Of course, if you're going somewhere on Niagara Street, it's tough to. They've fixed up parts of it. So it's more in the downtown area looking good. But, I mean, it's not only the condition of the road uh, at that 190 exit, but the fact that forever there was no road lines or markings. I mean, so that could have been anything from one to three lanes in each direction, and you would have no idea, and no car ever had that, right? Somebody chiming in. Uh, saying a cross-country coach in high school. It sounded like, how long ago did you graduate high school? It was George Washington, your cross-country coach, said to make sure you see the whites of their eyes before you cross the road. And I guess that's a good rule. Um, The windows are too tinted on cars to see the whites of your eyes anymore. But, yeah, that, that is a good rule. You can see if your head's up, if they're paying attention to the road, then it might be a little bit safer to cross. Someone else, transit road between North French and the Eastern Hills Mall. I'm trying to picture that in my head. Transit road between North French and the... uh, Yeah, okay. It's a danger. Anywhere on transit would be pretty bad. And that's the entire stretch of transit. Because even in the area of transit road where it's not super busy, when it frees up, You're going like 55 miles an hour down Transit Road and some of the, you know, more free once you get into, uh, you know, Lockport and some of those areas. I'm trying to think of the other uh, bad crossing. I mean, really, we've said anything that's more than four lanes in, uh, you know, in total, it's going to be bad to cross. So you have to watch out for that. But there were a few and the Transit Road would be one of them. The Boulevard, obviously. And some of the other ones that we pointed out. Here today, I you know I hope everyone can look at whether it's this story or just the close calls in your everyday life, and maybe maybe brush up that book by the way of the rules of the road that everyone had to read before you take your learner's permit test. I think it's free, and it's very short. If you just like browsed it, you put one in the bathroom next time you take a trip there. Instead of being on our phones, we just kind of flip through some some of those pages, three of those pages. You know, within a week, right, I think we'd be a little bit more up to speed on what exactly to do. I don't know. Just a uh, <laughs> an idea. Uh, but thanks for the calls. Thanks for the input. we got David Bellavia coming up next. This was BMAS and Beamer on WBEN.